Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Uh, welcome back to the Funny Books of Firewater podcast. We apologize for any inconvenience this may cause. Each week, these idiots spell cocktails with comic books. We're a drinking podcast. We're the comic book problem. If Brian gets his shit together, it'll be. No, we can just blame Brian. It's fine. Well, it's we all hear it. Hey! Oh, man, that would have been really. Yeah. I'm going to keep that. Uh, anyway, hey, uh, welcome back to the Funny Books and Firewater podcast after a small, brief delay, just a little time off. Don't really rise at me, Elena. Now I can see you. Uh, <laughs> so uh, we're switching things up here a little bit. Uh, but we have uh, three people and myself here. We have, um, as I'm looking at it like the Brady Bunch, I have Mr. Adam. Hey, everyone. What's up? It's Adam. Uh just as we've kind of been on hiatus here with uh, Funny Books and Firewater, Big Shiny Robots kind of been the same thing. There really hasn't been too much in the way of uh, going to able to go see movies. So everything's kind of been on the back burner. I know, uh, well, as, this, as you listen to this, Tenet will have come out in theaters a while ago. Personally, I worship at the throne of Nolan, but there's no way in hell I'm going to go see it in a theater. So hopefully eventually it'll go on streaming and I can watch it on my, my purdy 65-inch TV. Nice. Uh, but yeah, aside from that, just working and trying to stay sane and all this bullshit. Cool. Um, and below Adam, always underneath, because Adam is his top, we have Mr. Todd. Hey! <laughs> I always thought I was just next to. No, well, I mean, on my screen, you're below. See, on this, I'm to your right, and I'm on top. And oh, okay. Lena below me. So. And see, wow. I'm on the top right, so... <laughs> Zoom, get your act together. <laughs> uh, hey, I'm Todd. Yes, we've been on hiatus. It's, um, you know, pandemic. Life goes on. Keeps moving. I, I mean, we uh, can't completely blame the pandemic for this. We can blame me going to grad school. No, we can a- just blame Brian. It's fine. It's we all Brian's fault. Yeah, <laughs> Brian went to grad school. Brian got divorced. Brian uh, got promoted, yeah. Yeah, they got promoted, oh, so I didn't have enough time to actually use company money to edit the podcast. There's a lot of things that happened, unfortunately. Hey, Brian, I got divorced, too, so we're divorce buddies. I know, right? Uh, yeah. We all moved, actually, right? Yeah, we, we did, actually. Recorded. Yeah, we're all at different places, yeah. Mm-hmm. We are all in new digs, yeah. So. Yeah, we had a lot going on now that we think about it. We're all in new <laughs> digs, right? Yeah. There's a lot going on. But hey, Even uh, Mr. Maya when he gets back. Yeah. Uh-huh. And Mr. Jason, wherever the hell he is. Uh, <laughs> Todd, you just muted yourself. How? I don't know. I couldn't hear you for a second. Or less that, or you're, you're mouthing a word. I don't know. We'll see. Okay, okay you're making more to- more things for you to edit. <sighs> I know. It's my own damn fault. Okay. <laughs> Pointing out the errors in my way, we have <laughs> Ms. Lena. <laughs> Hi. Uh... So we now record on Zoom, and um, great, I'm on Zoom on the weekends now, too. Yay! Hey, hey. 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 Me. So, <laughs> I'm an event planner, event manager out of the New York, Connecticut area, and I haven't seen New York since February, so woo! <laughs> um, 
and I sit on Zoom all day, every day. Yeah, I live on Microsoft Teams is where I'm living. Oh, that as well. That too. I do a lot of Microsoft. All my events are on Zoom. So yeah, it's been not fun. I miss people. (laughs) But I do like seeing your faces. It's nice, actually. Yeah, we started our own Marco Polo little group for that. That was, I knew that was going to get dangerous. I knew, it hasn't been as bad, but I like just knowing how Todd and I are on Marco Polo and how we are on text messages, like it's going to explode at some point in time. It'll be like a thousand things going back and forth. It's just how it's going to happen. So here's the great thing on Marco Polo there. And it's the worst thing is there's no interrupting. If someone is like doing the chat and you're watching, you can't interject. You just have to wait for the other person to finish. Mm-hmm. Take notes for your rebuttal. <laughs> thinking about that but you know as as we're doing zoom we might want to charge in marco polo but for brian no one's talking on top of each other that actually does sound kind of nice really to be sure. honest with you someone might be a little long-winded yes but there's no on top of each other <laughs> <laughs> interesting okay uh so we're actually gonna try to move on because i'm like yeah. i said trying to make this sustainable uh so this but, week we are doing vampironica a uh another addition to the archie uh, horror books. Thank you. Uh, Todd, who wrote and illustrated this? It was. It's not even on the cover. Smallwood, Scott, Herms, and Morelli. Okay. So Smallwood wrote it. Yeah. Uh, basically, you have uh, Veronica. She gets uh, bitten by a vampire. She's turned into a vampire and has to kill the head vampire in order to free and save all of Riverdale. It yeah. basically, Vampironica, or Veronica tried to become becomes Buffy. That's basically what it is. Vampire um, Buffy, yep. Vampire Buffy. And because of how she saves uh, us a little bit, we have a cocktail from Mr. Adam. We do. So uh, going along with the vampire theme, and again, as we record this, it's like the hottest part of the year. When you hear it, it might be spring or fall. It's going to be October. Yeah. In theory. If Brian gets his shit together, it'll be October. So and it's only California. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so my drink is called the Holy Water. And what it is, it's an ounce of vodka an ounce of rum, a half ounce of blue curacao, four ounces of lemonade, and a splash of pineapple juice. You put that in an ice-filled shaker, shake the shit out of it, and strain into an ice-filled tumbler. Nice. Yeah. Okay. And if you uh, want to, you could add a little bit of, like, squeezed cherry for the red juice for the blood. So. Oh, it's nice. not better than a candy bar in a pool. Yes, that's true. Yeah. Because I thought you might have gone that way. No. Uh, has anybody ever actually been a part of that prank? Because I have. Oh, you uh, floated like movie. shit? No, like you put it, like you put a, uh, yeah, like we got swim practice canceled once because uh, Jake Anderson put a uh, Snickers bar in the shallow end of the pool. The coach saw it, evacuated all of us, made us make sure that we showered extra hard, and then we all got to go home early. And then Jake, being the asshole that he is, swam down to the bottom of the pool, pulled it out, and took a big old bite out of it. And uh, we were all dressed and halfway out the door, so my coach just let us go. But that's how we got out <laughs> swim practice one day. Anyway. Uh, so yeah, so continue on. Uh, let's jump into drinking games. Um, I'm going to go first because I'm very proud of my rule. Um, every time this book fails to pass the Beckdale test in sometimes epic manners, take a drink. Lena, go ahead. Uh, lost girl. Every time uh, you think, isn't this the plot of the Lost Boys? <laughs> it really is the plot. Of <laughs> wow, I did not even realize that. Okay, I'm going to kill your mom. You're a vampire. <laughs> my mom's gonna be so pissed man uh mr todd uh mine is um every time you see fangs take a drink oh jeez. okay adam as if we haven't fucked up people enough 
<laughs> uh, so, and again, we haven't done this for a while, so I gotta be mean. Uh, every time you mm-hmm. see a vampire take a drink, wow. Oh. So, so and, I mean, you and Todd's kind of go along with each other. Yeah, but. and uh, going back to the Bechdel thing, uh, she was just inducted into the Eisner Awards Hall of Fame. Oh, good for her. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, she's... The funny thing is, I've come to realize in our time off, is how many people do not realize that the Bechdel test comes from a comic book writer. Yeah. Like, people are kind of floored by that. And I'm like, yeah, no, that's... that's mm-hmm. I mean, also, the other one that I really like is Kelly Sudeconic's Sexy Lamp um, mm-hmm. theory, which is essentially the same thing. Uh, but yeah, anyway. Well, speaking of that, do we want to talk about... Is there a place for Archie comics in the modern world? Like, still being a modern comic book is so 1950s. Like, Veronica only exists to be in love with and to be loved by Archie. Like, it is almost depressing and sad. Well, it's interesting. I haven't watched much of Riverdale. I saw a few first episodes of the first season. Mm -hmm. But I need to say I love these Archie comics. And the uh, horror ones aside, the current run, I love these Archie comics. And I've got Volumes one through like seven over there. Oh, okay. You're talking about the uh, the Green one with line. Fiona Staples did the art for. Yeah, it? she did the okay. first few issues, then ran yeah. away and did another unknown comic that nobody reads. That's too bad because I think she's amazing. But I know she could have had a bright future. <laughs> um, but with it being said, as it is kind of set in Americana, and some things are a reflection, but some things are also like idealized of what we kind of wish or wanted want to be. And you've got these archetypes sitting there because you have the Archie that he he's he's a jock and he's a little clueless, a little bit not that these two girls are going after him and he's got the girl next door and he's got this and he's got his buddy Jughead that always seems to be a bit of this doofus, but probably has the heaviest shit of everyone he's living through. Mm-hmm. And you've got the rich guy in town and you've got the other jock that's an asshole because he likes Veronica, but Veronica only dates him because to get back at Archie. And it's totally high school. And high school is still a thing. I mean, <laughs> well, thing. not right now. <laughs> right now. But it's really, it's the, it, it, it's kind of, you know, it's the capturing, it's Americana of how we wish it was. I mean, I think Americana in general is a how we wish it was. Because, like, I think sure. as we're all, especially us uh, very pasty people on the podcast, are realizing um, recently, Americana it has not necessarily changed, but we've just sort of forgotten some of the darker parts of it. By all means. By all means. I mean, take a look at it. I mean, for modern Americana, I mean, besides It's a Wonderful Life and take out the Christmas side of things. I mean, what else? I, I say, what else is there? There's a lot there, but it's, you know, it's one of those. It's small town America. And it's kind of what we, it's an idealized version of what doesn't actually exist, but sure sounds nice. And yeah, for sure. It's not a bad place to be at times. Well, I think we all rely on, on nostalgia. I mean, especially this yeah. this time of day, not this time of day, but the, these times where, you know, everything's kind of gone to hell with COVID and just everything, you know, whatever your thoughts are about the current administration aside, we're not in a good place. And I think that's playing a lot into the nostalgia factor we're seeing, especially with the eighties right now. I mean, we got ready player one, ready player two is coming out, stranger things. You know, there's so much, I mean, Elena, you brought up lost boys, you know, we saw a very huge, huge influence of lost boys in this. Uh, And I, we talk about Americana and like, Oh, I want to go back to the good old days when it was, you know, Archie bunk, not Archie bunker. Um, Leave it to Beaver and all these kind of fun things. Uh, 
but people idealize things they don't fully understand. Because if you go back to the 50s, we were kind of joking before we started recording was, oh, yeah, back then, you know, $5 a week would pay for your house, your car, your kids, and men could sexually harass whoever they want. You could be thrown in jail for being gay, and women pretty much had no rights aside from the vote. So we have this idea of what we think an idealized version of America or the world is. But if you were to travel back in time to 1955, I mean, you're talking about the Cold War. You're talking about East and West Berlin. You're talking about all these things like, you know, hide under your desk for nuclear war kind of thing. You know, it's it's all been tinted with rose-tinted glasses that we don't actually, I don't think we really want that. We just kind of like, it's an escape from our problems. Yeah, by all means. I mean, you look at Archie. The other thing I would say, the closest analog, I mean, it's not even... Riverdale is the best analog to Archie, unfortunately. I think the best analog to Archie is Dawson's Creek. Yeah, okay. Dawson's Crack is my favorite porn parody of that. I, now, but, um, I just have to say this. Oh, tell the story, Lena. <laughs> uh-huh. So I love Dawson's Creek. It is yeah. one of my all-time favorite shows. Don't Team Pacey you are, aren't you? What? You're Team Pacey. Of course. Duh. Who isn't Team Pacey? <laughs> if you're not Team Pacey, you're an asshole. Because, first off, <laughs> Totally off topic. Dawson is a bitch. He is. He completely and is. Every episode for the first three seasons is basically Dawson saying, "Define me, Joey. Define <laughs> me." So I'm good on that. Yeah. But I love Dawson's Creek. When Brian and I were together, I made Brian watch. You took a big gulp before you admitted to that. I just want to put that out there. <laughs> There was a big pause of like a, do I want to admit that I dated him? No, I don't want to admit it, but I'm going to say it anyway. So, um, the, the, anyway, when we first, when we were together, I made him, he was like, Dawson's Creek is stupid. It's a dumb show. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I made him watch the first Halloween episode because it's Kevin Williams, Williamson that does it. So he did scream and I know what you did last summer and everything. Yeah. So he, we watched the Halloween episode, and, Matt, and and Brian goes, oh, my God, this is, like, actually really good. And then <laughs> watched the entire six seasons, because I own them all, because I'm awesome. Yeah. And literally, <laughs> to the point that he kept them, that when we broke up, the only thing he had of mine were the six seasons of Dawson's Creek. But I felt guilty, so I sent you the money for the DVDs. He, he was like, I threw them away. I was and so mad. And then felt bad about it, and then sent me money to replace the DVDs. <laughs> that says a lot about me, <laughs> really. Way, I did replace the Of DVDs. course you did. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm glad that you replaced them with that. Yeah, no, I mean, that. well, that's very much me of like, I'll show her. I'm going to keep her Dawson's Creek DVDs. But I feel guilty about it, so I'm going to give you the cash. So I'm going to mildly inconvenience you to go get brand new copies. That's <laughs> that's what breaking up with me is like, kids, just so you're aware. Such a bad boy. It's bad boy Brian right over yeah. there. Yeah, super rebellious. But to talk about the, the whole Riverdale thing, so because this this comic, mm-hmm. when I looked, it was published like last year. last year. Was it really? The yeah, trade came out. In oh. So there are, like the way that they talk, very much now. I didn't read Archie back in the day. I read maybe Neither one comic. So I, but I don't remember certain like them calling her Ronnie, and and they, I could be totally off base. So I have no idea. 
but a lot of what how they talked to each other definitely felt like they did pull something from Riverdale. The darkness of it definitely feels like it's from Riverdale. I watched the first two seasons. If you like Twin Peaks, the first season of Riverdale is awesome. Oh, it's amazing. Well, the first season is just fantastic. The first season is fantastic. And the first season is the first season of Dawson's Creek as well. Because when you have a student who has an affair with a teacher and the teacher gets kicked out of school and run out of town, you know, you have, I mean, like it is the first season of Dawson's Creek. I'm just going to put that out there. Well, we no, it's, but it's like, it's like they, they basically took Dawson's Creek and Twin Peaks and merged them into one thing and yeah. threw it in, into the Archie universe. Like that's yeah. literally what they did. But the first season is so good. So I, so I watched the first two seasons and then I, well, the second season was garbage. Oh my god! Uh, and I haven't watched it yet. They've jumped the shark so many times that I just I couldn't. I can't. And it still goes. But just, I heard Chilling Adventures of Sabrina got canceled. It did after this next uh, season coming out. Yeah. Oh, after there's another season coming yeah, out. Yeah, they're doing they're doing season three, and that's wrapping it up. Oh, okay. So, but so a lot of the ways that they talk to each other and how they made the 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 um, characters look in the book definitely felt like they pulled something from the, from the show than from past Archie comics. Um, But cause Archie felt like in the old school comics, he felt like, yeah, he was a jock, but he was kind of doofy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Really skinny. Kind of like super awkward. Yeah. He didn't understand why anybody like, like why these two women were fighting over him. Like, I get he's a jock, but it was very <laughs> 50s jock. It was very, like, he was skinny and cool, but, you know, kind of doofy. And, and in the sh- in, in Riverdale, he's, like, I mean, he's a Played by a 30-year-old guy. He's a, yeah, a fuckboy. They boy. all are. That's the best part is none of them actually play anything close to in high schoolers' age. But yeah. they, but he's, he's a, a horrible idiot. He's a fuckboy. He's a man whore beyond extremes. Him and but the difference is, is on the show there is no fight between Veronica and Betty. They stopped that fairly early in the first season, so that's not even a, a driving factor in the show. But a, a lot of the ways that they talked really sounded like it came. It was like influenced by Riverdale. But mm-hmm. my biggest issue with this was that like. I just didn't understand, like, they start, the the premise, and I hate this when they do it in movies, too. You start with, oh, my God, something happened. And then you go backwards, and it's, like, two weeks before or 24 mm. hours earlier. And it's, like, shut the hell up. Why are we, <laughs> like, the, the way that they, the storytelling in that just feels so lazy. So I just wasn't, I mean, I almost fell asleep in the middle of <laughs> And it's only like a hundred and twenty pages or whatever. Like, and it's, it's, not, it's not deep shit, really. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it was it was tough to get through because I was like, oh god, okay. And so yeah, it was just. But every but that like the whole but I all I thought was Lost Boys, the whole premise of Betty and her fighting over Archie, where that. And he's like playing into it, where he's like, "Yeah, oh, he's kind of a oh, fucking please. asshole, really." Yeah, like, I was like, "Why are you fighting over him?" First off, ew. But yeah. Like, <laughs> it was just so it just felt weird, and then, her, and then all of a sudden she just like 
knew she she knew she couldn't fight anyone and she couldn't eat and and then she all of a sudden this like nerdy dude helps her out of nowhere like it just felt really disjointed and i didn't understand it at all i was like i don't she's a vegan vampire yeah it's just strange i think you're giving her more credit for looking into these things that i think it deserves well the one thing i was kind of hoping for because you know this is the, the what the third or fourth heart archie horror comic we've done and like Afterlife with Archie was great, and Jughead: The Hunger I really enjoyed as well. If I recall, I think and Sabrina was really. I think Sabrina oh, was probably Sabrina's the, the height of all of them. Yeah, because they took the you know the typical oh Sabrina haha, and then made it into this dark thing, which is why we have the Chilling Adventures of Sabrina on Netflix. Which now eh, the second season wasn't as good, but it was still fun. Yeah, and it was interesting because Greg Berlanti's kind of been in charge of the whole DC universe on the CW. Also does Riverdale. Also mm-hmm. does Sabrina. So you can kind of see those soap opera things kind of going across, but. This one, it was like the other ones had fun with it, and it was like it kind of brought a new mythology, like a little bit different, but not quite. It was the Archie world kind of tilted on its head, and this one just it felt like every like lame ass fan fiction vampire story I've ever read. Like yeah. there was no surprises. Like the ending when she's being, you know, oh, there's these mirages of all your fears come to life, <gasps> and then it's like cool, she gets through that, and then the fucking vampire ends. She just stabs him. Yeah. And, like, and spoiler everything alert. Back. Yeah, status quo. And it's, it's like, a, yeah, it's it, just, it was so just like anticlimactic. Like if there was no big battle, it was all in her mind, which is fine. But then we look back at some other stuff, like when we did Batman Death of the Family and mm-hmm. just how the Joker fucked with his mind. That was like magnificent because there were stakes in the line. Yes, the uh, stakes. Um, <laughs> there were the stake of her friends and her family on the line with this, but like it didn't feel like she earned that battle. Like, yeah, she overcomes some insecurities. But it just wasn't, it was kind of like, you get to the end and you just go, eh, what's on TV? Yeah. Just, there was no driving force to want to finish it. And I really, I, I love these Archie horror comics. And I was really excited when we said, hey, we're doing uh, Vampironica. And I, maybe I just kind of had my hopes up too high because it just felt like a big letdown the whole way through. Um, I mean, I, I, I can argue, I agree with the letdown thing. Um, I almost wonder if this, and I think your um, fan fiction hits the nail on the head in the idea that I feel like this was trying too hard to actually fit into the rules of the universe, where everyone else seems to be like, okay, I don't fucking care about the universe. I'm doing my own thing. I'm going right. to keep the characters' names and the characters' traits, but I don't care about you know tying into the rest of the world. This will be its own entity, and I feel like they had more freedom, or they just were not as interested in tying into the uh, the rest of it, you know, like this, that's just what it feels like. I'm really starting to hit, fill that whiskey hit in. So if I'm sounding like an idiot, <laughs> I'm sorry. He's, you're going to edit this tomorrow, right? <laughs> I should, right? Oh God. You really should. So the other interesting thing is this is the only um, complete story we've read. Cause all yeah. of the others we've read have been the first trade of a continuing story. So they're either, ex- you know, you've got the still who done it or what's next going on. And you're not sure what's going to unfold. This thing's done. I mean, maybe for maybe for the best of all of us, it might be. <laughs> yeah. They announced on the back of the book another trade of Vampironica versus like Jug Jughead the Hunger. Yeah, I think I saw that in the back, and I don't care. Yeah, I got to there and I was like, "Don't give a shit at all, at all." <laughs> you know, right there, and the answer is Jughead. Enjoy your meal. <laughs> <laughs> you know, do do what you do, man. Enjoy your meal. Make that hamburger. Have a good time. So okay. it's uh. And looking at it, so Smallwood, 
wrote the stories and um, drew most of it. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, it's um, it's consistent with itself. The tone is kind of fun, mm-hmm. but the the story itself seemed the least. Yeah, of all. I don't have any issue really with. I mean, the artwork definitely drew on influences, and we talked about that. And it's got a good vibe going on there, and it's doing its thing. But the story is what's lacking. Yeah, the, the artwork is very much what you would expect from an Archie comic. You right. Know, especially the modern Archie stuff. Like it's it, very it much looks- on brand. And it's like, oh, this is a horror Archie comic. What's it going to look like? It's like, oh, yeah, this, this looks pretty good. This is what yeah. I was thinking. I mean, Chilling Adventures of Sabrina is the most out there of the group. But this sits right next to The Hunger or Afterlife just fine. Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, if I remember correctly, almost reminds me of the art from the, uh, I think it was 1980s Arkham, uh, Arkham Asylum Batman trade. I think it's like turning a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Um, the guy is, his name is Robert hack. I actually talked to him yeah. at New York comic-con a couple of years ago. Super, super nice guy. Also lives in Pittsburgh, Lena. You're welcome. Um, uh, yeah. As I see the penguins, you know, throw a rug behind you. So I'm just saying we're, we're recording this on August 1st for all you, if you, and you can delete this if you want. I'll leave it in whatever, but yeah. um, penguins play their first game tonight. Ooh. Uh, and it starts at eight. So if we could like, if we want to wrap this up, <laughs> wrap it up. Yeah. Yeah. I'm we have eight minutes. If you notice that I start drifting in about eight minutes <laughs> to something else, it's because on my TV, the penguin yeah. game is going to be okay. <laughs> because she loves them more than us. I see. Yeah, no, no, well, it's okay. I understand. Yeah. LAFC got knocked out of the MLS tournament last night. So uh, I, thought, I, I thought of you. Uh, I'm just going to nonstop Marco Polo you for that whole game, Lena. Oh, that'll be fun. <laughs> we will ignore the shit. I put my freaking phone on Do Not Disturb. Like, I'm out. I'm grabbing my. Be- I've got wine in the fridge. I'm putting on my boys, wrapped up in my blanket, and ready to go. <laughs> the Jazz lost to the Thunder pretty mightily today, too, or last night. Yeah, I yeah. mean that that tracks. <laughs> <laughs> and the New Orleans Jazz moved to Salt Lake City, where they don't, they do don't allow music. music. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, it is the home state and, uh, you know, place where they filmed the documentary Footloose. Yes, this is true. So here's the bad joke. So um, after they retired, Stockton and Malone opened a car dealership together. Mm -hmm. And it was called Stockton to Malone. So the gag is, why do you never buy a car from Stockton to Malone? And the reason is, is you'll never get the title. Oh, wow. That's a sports burn on a comic book (laughs) podcast. I'm just going to put that out there. There you go. And you're Lena like, looks so up. disappointed in us. And I can keep up with you, Tommy. How can she not appreciate this joke? <laughs> it's hilarious. <laughs> we, were, we were really fast. We were at a board game store today, and one of the board games is called uh, Ponzi Scheme. I'm like, oh, it's the Utah County game. Oh. Oh, yeah. That, that's mid-level marketing, the game. Oh, uh-huh. Same thing. I know. I know. Yes. Uh, I had a point somewhere. Oh, uh... I don't know. It doesn't matter anymore. So Moving on. Talk, you're talking about the art. The artist. Oh, yeah, the artist for... Uh, yeah, he does like... A, it's sort yeah, of more like an yeah. illustrative, like, 1950s style almost. Like, it's... But, yeah, like, it is... It's a, it's a very different than all the other art of everything else. You're right on that, Adam. It's it's super... I wouldn't say it's necessarily as... Um, imp, imp, uh, it's not the same as Gar- Ar- Arkham, where it's, like, it's a little more serious... Fuck, I'm hearing filling that whiskey. Holy shit. <laughs> Feels good, doesn't it? <laughs> wow. No one's even interrupting you and you're I know. 
I am tripping over myself. I'm like, wow, I, I obviously have not drank in a long time. Shit. Small sips, dude. Small sips. Yeah, shit howdy, yo. Um, yeah, let's move on. Someone change the subject so I don't sound like such a uh, Should we do final grades? Yeah, let's do it. I mean, like, yeah. so, uh, Adam, then what, uh, what's your overall grade? What do you think? You know, I didn't hate it. I didn't love it. It's kind of one of those things where I'm just going to, like, two months from now, like, how was Vampironica? I'm like, oh, I read that? Yeah. Uh, so I'm just at a C. You know, it's, okay. it's, it's passing grade. It's like I said, it's a one shot. It's nothing that's going to, you're probably going to want to come back to, like you said, the, the Jughead, the hunger versus Vampironica. I don't give a shit about, mm-hmm. uh, I'm not sorry. I read it because I got it for like three bucks, but eh, I wouldn't go out of my way to find it. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to go with you, but I'm going to say, I'm going to go with the B minus mainly just because like, if someone were to look at it on my shelf and they go, Oh, like if they got excited about it, I'd be like, eh, yeah, go ahead and read it if you really want to. But like, I'm not going to like pull it off my shelf and be like, oh my God, you have to read this book. You know, uh, Mr. Todd. You know, I'm going to go with Adam with a C. It's, um, there's so much good stuff out there and it didn't do anything dreadfully wrong, but the story just wasn't great. Okay. And there's too much good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. And Lena. Um, I'm actually going to go with you, Brian. B minus. Yeah. Um, it's not terrible, but it's definitely not something that I'll reread. Or yeah. or recommend to anyone. It wasn't bad, but it wasn't good either. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm gonna throw this out there. If you want to read a fucking bizarre, fun, goofy Archie comic, Archie Meets the Predator is fucking bizarre and oh, wild. I wanted it's to a, read that one. It's There's so volume much fun. Two too. There's a volume two? Oh my god. Yes. I'm have to check that out. So I'm talking to someone right now who is a massive nerd. And uh-huh. He asked me what we were reading for this uh-huh. this next recording, and I said Vampironica, and he goes, "That's part of the horror series, right?" And he goes, "Yeah." I said, "Yeah," and he said, "You read Archie versus Predator?" Like, <laughs> 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 so apparently, it's a thing. Uh, Archie versus Predator is pretty great. Basically, they go on a southern vac- uh, vacation to South America somewhere. The Predator falls in love with, I think it's Betty, and follows them back to Riverdale. And they have to try to... Dis- and, like, the Predator is going to kill anyone who gets between him and Betty. Like, it's- This feels like a Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. Yeah, very or much so. Abraham yeah. Lincoln Vampire Hunter or whatever the hell they say. <laughs> yeah, Alex DeCampi did Archie versus Predator, and she's awesome. The art is hilarious because it's so wholesome yet so violent. That's part of what I love about it. Yeah, that's definitely. I mean, I would recommend that over this, to be honest with you. Um, so would you I have, say our uh, average is a C plus? About. I don't know. Yeah. I'm not gonna do. I'm not gonna do the math. Fuck it. Um, <laughs> I'm just averaging the letters together. That's all. Yeah, I yeah. It would be. It would be a C plus. We both. Brian and I said B minus. Yeah. 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 Todd and Adam said. Said C, so we're gonna C say plus in the middle. <laughs> I'm committed, trying to make this work, trying to make my life, you know, like because well, I still have one more semester of grad school, and then I have to find like a real person job. But uh, cool. Anybody else have any final thoughts on this? Or are we good? The only thing I would say is, if you want, if you, if there's anything about the story you like, just go watch The Lost Boys. Mm. Which, by the way, is also something that Brian made me watch for the first time when I first met him. You're welcome. (laughs) I'm getting the feeling... a horror story that's not too scary. Because this is definitely the most lighthearted one of the month we're doing. Also, um, based on recent conversations with Lena, anytime there's a horror movie, she seems to associate it with me. Which is, she's not wrong. But that seems to be a thing. Well, it's because you're like, you are such a horror nut. I kind of still am, but I just don't have the time as much as I used to. 
Well, you, you know. way more of a horror nut when I first met I was in school. What the hell was I going to do? <laughs> Study? But, no. You watch a fuck ton of horror movies. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate it, though, because yeah. now people, when people talk about Rob Zombie movies, and I'm like... Oh, I'm so sorry. Okay, I'm just going to put this out there. The first two, uh, House of the Corpses and Devil's Rejects, are good. After that, fucking out the window. Like, he goes to hell. The first Halloween he did, if you're doing the R-rated version... I'm not going to argue on you that. I'm not going to argue with you on it. It's not good. The R-rated version is fun. The uh, the unrated version, I have big problems with just as far as using sexual assault to move the story along. Yeah, no, I I can't get behind anything past Devil's Rejects. I'm like, I even watched the most recent one, the the third movie he came out, and even that, I was like, because I fucking love Devil's Rejects, I was like, don't give a shit. I don't fucking care. Yeah. Well, also, really the fact watch... that they survived that shootout at the end of Devil's Reject, spoiler alert, it's fucking insane. It's been out for like 15 years. It's not a spoiler alert. Anymore. Well, there's that too. <laughs> but like, and there's obviously a sequel, so somehow they made him survive it. But it was like, which I'll be like, that's fucking stupid. No, if you want to see a really fun horror movie, uh, it's called uh, Behind the Mask, The Rise of Leslie Vernon. Okay. It basically, it takes place, it's like a, a mockumentary. It takes place in a world where Freddy Krueger, Jason Voorhees, and all of them are real people. And so you've got this mockumentary crew that's filming this guy named Leslie Vernon who wants to be the big next Michael Myers. So uh, they're like doing like his training exercises. He's like, yeah, I got to do cardio because you got to run after <laughs> these kids and make it look like you're walking. Super hard, man. Yeah. <laughs> but then they film him. Yeah, it's, it's great. But then they film him when he actually goes to kill people. And when he does that, it switches to the normal like horror movie type filming. Oh, interesting. Uh, and it's it's a lot of fun. You probably see the twist coming, but it was when I rented a blockbuster like for like the dollar a day thing, and yeah. then went back and like picked it up on Blu-ray. It's a lot of fun. It's stupid, but it's fun. So. Have you ever seen? There's a French film called Man Bites Dog. No, sort no. of a similar idea where there's a documentary crew following a serial killer, and then they start to get really into it, and it starts like it starts to question that line between you know the filmmaker and the subject, and like and that kind of thing. It's 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 very French, but interesting. It's black and white and artsy as shit, but interesting is it better than high tension uh very different types of films okay, i think high, high tension, tension really, sucks uh <laughs> yeah no i mean okay he's not here to defend himself so fuck it uh jason made me watch this movie i don't remember what it was i watched with a bunch of film people it was some horror movie called like i don't know it was one of those movies that just thrives on the tension of um of like Eels? the horror huh was it Eels? No, it was like it was something like House or something like that, House on the Hill or something. I don't remember what it was. It was okay. It was whatever. It it's the perfect Mormon horror movie because it's all about the buildup and nothing gets finalized at all. Changeling. That too, but it's just like you know, it's just like it's like it's all build up and no, no you payoff. Know, no payoff. Yeah, like it's it's Mormon dating one hundred and one. Like that's what it is. It's just very big doc. Yeah. yeah. Um. Anyway. Okay. Elena needs to go watch hockey. Uh, and stop <laughs> laughing at us for Pink you know. Pins! Go Pittsburgh! No, yes, I mean, who are they playing? Who are they, yeah, who are they playing? They are playing um, Toronto. If I remember. Yeah, fuck Toronto. Fuck yeah, Toronto. Don't even quote me. I feel bad. <laughs> I know that they're playing, but I don't know who they're playing. I, or I, I did, and I. It's been like I thought yesterday was Saturday. I woke up in the morning. I knew it was Friday. I started my work day, but we have summer Fridays. And then halfway through the day, apparently, I forgot that it was Friday. <laughs> yeah. And I thought it was Saturday. So I text Brian. I'm like, are we still recording? And he's like, I thought that was tomorrow. And I'm like, I'm a fucking moron. <laughs> I 
all of my days just started meshing with each other to the point that even when I was talking to my boss on Wednesday, I was like, yeah, that meeting that we had a few weeks ago. And he goes, Lena, that was on Monday. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Lena needs a He's vacation. Done. I'm done. It's, it's fine. <laughs> my days look the same, so it's fine. Yes, they do. Okay. Um, well, cool. Uh, so next week we're going to go uh, with Witches, which I know is by uh, Scott Snyder. I don't remember who does the art off the top of my head. Oh, is it Jacques, really? Yeah, it's Jacques. <sighs> Jacques. I was so disappointed when dude, I found dude, out. Dude, dude, dude. He looks like a Carl Pilkington. Yeah. Person. Like, I, the, the, the artist named Jacques, you see his art. It's so fucking cool. And you're like, it is. Like, like so it was good. some Frenchman in a leather jacket. Like, in my mind, it was just like some really fucking cool, like, French arts guy. No, it's like, it's a middle aged British guy. Like, it's, I was so. Oh, yeah. Like, the image of his art and the image of him as a human were just completely destroyed in my head. But that's, that's okay. That's its own thing. Um, Anyway, but I do love Jacques' art, so I'm excited to read that. And Scott Snyder has done some very good things. Uh, some bad things, too. We L- L- won't say that he's completely immune. But uh, So, yeah. So, we will be back next week, we hope, uh, with Witches. <laughs> and um, don't give me that look, Lena. We'll do it. I promise. This is why we're um, recording so far in advance. I know. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, anyway, uh, thanks for joining us. Uh, we will see you later. Bye. Bye. Bye.